Hi. Welcome, welcome. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters, and I'm thrilled to have so many of you coming back every week for a new story. We try to keep them somewhere around 9 to 15 minutes, just little slices of positivity to take with you into the week, and thrilled to have all of you here, as well as our uh, new listeners in India, uh, and I get to see... uh, uh, some of your responses as well. Thank you all for writing into Jan at jangoldstein.com to share your comments. Thanks for, uh, when you listen to this, uh, putting down a rating uh, and uh, or a comment on wherever you're finding this, be it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are at. But it's thrilling to have you here. You know, we just went through President's Day and it made me think about, you know, presidents, presidents during my lifetime. And uh, also, uh, you know, there's been an awful lot going on dealing with presidents in the past year, of course. Um, but I, I I couldn't help think back on an uh, opportunity I had to meet a president. And it was not something I had sought but uh, I was uh, part of a group that um, was invited to an evening uh, in Los Angeles uh, back in the 80s. And um, this was an event for a president, President Reagan in this case, um, where I was invited and I'm not, I wasn't necessarily, um, I wasn't a supporter, I wasn't a donor, um, I have my own politics, but uh, the people I was with were going there and, and they prevailed on me, you know, come, it'll be an interesting evening and whatever. And I, I'm not one for these sort of stuffy events where people sit around in tuxedos or whatever and, you know, sit around making small talk with drinks and you know, particularly when they're piles of people and it's kind of a official, officious kind of uh, activity. But um, but I did go and it was, if you know Los Angeles at all, um, and even if you don't, let me explain it to you that you have West Los Angeles over uh, near UCLA and uh, the area leading uh, down to the ocean. Uh, down Sunset Boulevard but above that you follow the 405 through the mountains basically into the San Fernando Valley and that area in between uh, there are some houses there's the Getty Museum uh, there's the Skirball Museum the American Jewish University on the other side and and then above these up on the tops of the hills are these homes that are magnificent that look out over you can look one side and see the city of Los Angeles. You can look out over the other side and see the San Fernando Valley. Anyway, uh, let me just say it's a it's an amazing spot to be at and to live. And this uh, event was being held in a home up there. And I went there and, yes, I stood in line and I met Mrs. Reagan and met President Reagan. Um, but it was very clear probably to anybody I was with and, anyone else it was not my scene it was not where I wanted to be for various reasons and I found myself out back um, about as far away from the party as you could be they had a big giant backyard area and that led down to a fence that overlooked uh, 
this beautiful valley and hollow of the mountains. Um, you know, the stars were coming out. It was the uh, evening was descending. And it was a magnificent area. And it was, again, away from everything. It was right around um, sunset. And uh, I remember standing there thinking, you know, just taking a breath getting away from all the noise inside the home and all the crowd. And I look to my left, and there's a lone figure there. And I see it's a woman. And uh, my initial reaction is, well, I wonder what drove her out here, <laughs> what led her out here, because we were about as far from the party as you could be at the far side of this fence. And... From a distance, I started to make out her features. And as I did, I realized who it was. I did not, I'm not one to want to interrupt people, but I could not help but slowly make my way over to her and to say very softly, um, respectfully, I, I certainly don't want to disturb you, but I wanted to tell you how very much I admired your husband. And Mrs. Anwar Sadat turned to me and smiled and said, you're not bothering me. And um, I said, well, that's all I wanted to say. And I, yeah, I believe I introduced myself and just said, I'll... I'll I'll leave you alone. And she said, no, shall I tell you how it happened? And I was taken. I mean, I think the air went out of me. Shall you tell me how it happened? About my husband, I mean. About that day. And I said, if, if you'd like. And Jihan Sadat began to tell me out of nowhere we had just met about how her husband had decided to go to Jerusalem all those years ago. That in going to Jerusalem, he had met people. He was able to see their faces and their children's faces and to make a personal connection. And he, he said in seeing when he came home, Jihan, Jihan, this was magnificent. You should have seen them. I can't imagine ever making war on this people. It was so wonderful to see the children there. They're like our children in our country. Which only reminds me, of course, that if we could only make these personal connections, maybe there would not be so much fighting, so much war. If we could only get to know the person on the other side, see ourselves in them. Well, this is what she was telling me. And it was phenomenal, and she's showing me in her face her, it was so joyful. It was reflecting the joyful of the joy of the memory. And he told her, you, you should see what they gave me, Jihan. And he takes out of his valise uh, um, uh, drawing, drawings that the Israeli children had made of them holding Egyptian flags in their hands and of... Egyptian children holding Israeli flags in their hand. And he showed pictures of them and the, and the paintings that they had made for him. 
And he was so excited. He said, other than the birth of my children, this is the happiest day of my life because I've, I've seen peace. I've seen what it looks like. I've seen it on the face of these people. And she embraced him, she said. He put his arms around me and I held him and I could not believe Mrs. Sadat was telling me this to my face alone in the backyard of this event for President Reagan. And she said she held him and felt his happiness, the joy and the swell of his chest. And then she said, oh, Anwar, but they will kill you. And she looked at me and said, I didn't mean the Israelis. She knew there were elements within her own people that would not allow this peace process to go unanswered. That was her fear. He pulled her back and he looked at her and he said, and if they do, I will have died for peace. And I can live with that. What Those words just clung to me, just burrowed their way into my heart. Uh, I, I could not believe the look in her eyes, the tears brimming at the edges of her eyes. And she held me in that moment with her gaze. And she then said, and they did. And they did kill him. And still, his dream lives. I was completely silent. I was held and nestled in, the, in, in, in not only the look in her eyes and the power of her story, of her transmitting this very personal story to me in the backyard of somebody's home I did not know, Inside, they were honoring the president and first lady of the United States, but I was in the background talking to the once first lady of Egypt who was telling me the personal story of what happened into her living room all those years ago when her husband took the revolutionary act of going to Jerusalem and extending his hand. And then she said something I will never forget. Shall I tell you why I'm sharing this with you? And I thought, wow, this I've got to hear. Yes, please. Because I am hoping that you will now tell the story. I am telling you the story to pass it on to you so you will tell the story. And in telling it, my husband lives. And so... My dear listeners, I'm sharing this very personal story, this very personal experience I had with Jihan Sadat so many years back in the, in the yard against a fence overlooking a growing darkness as the sun as the sun set and the night descended and an event I hadn't wanted to go to and now I understood why I was there. I was there especially to hear this story, to meet her alone in the backyard, and to be able to now pass it on to you. Tell the stories, my mother always told me, 
Tell the stories. It's how we connect one another. This is the story of Anwar Sadat, told to me by his widow, Jian Sadat, and I share it with you in the hopes that you will find in your own stories those elements to share and to tell others about that connect us, that make the story live again, that bring back those who took great pains to reach out to make the world a better place. At the end of his life, Anwar Sadat did that. I wish for you peace in the coming week. I wish for you shalom. I wish for you the kinds of stories that live in you day to day, month to month, year to year, that when you consider them, take them out, marinate in them, they revitalize you, they nourish you, they reaffirm the humanity in all of us. That's what we're about on this podcast. That's what we need even more. Positivity like that in the world. Be a part of it. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this, this is all that matters.